Welcome to the Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me for the first time in a while, we have the crew back together again, comprised of these gentlemen joining me, of course, over the interwebs. I'm talking about none other than, first up, we got my boy. He is the creator and host of the Raw Sex Podcast each and every Friday. Make sure y'all are checking that out wherever you can get podcasts. I'm talking about none other than Cousin Damo, a.k.a. Dominique Marks, here in the building with me again. Again, make sure y'all follow my Raw Sex Podcast on IG and Twitter. He's a great follow on both, and he'll uh, keep you entertained with a lot of the takes that he has from his Twitter feed, which garner a lot of attention and probably some laughs as well. But we're doing some good things over there, so make sure y'all check out check out my man's show. And of course, as well, joined by my boy J.O. in the place to be. Here we are, guys, back together once again, and we want to give a shout out to everybody, of course, stateside and worldwide for continuing to support the show. Things slowed down a little bit. This was a bit of a dead period in the schedule as we found out there were things that necessarily we didn't do any episodes on, but we also had to take a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back at it once again. So thank you all for continuing to support the show, even in the absence of any new episodes and content. Thank y'all again for continuing to support us as always. Well, guys, like we do every single week, this is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics. And so we're going to go and jump right back again into the year of 96. It's been a recurring theme here on the vault classic music reviews because it was a stacked year. And when you talk about 96 as an album, then when you get to this time of the year, you might be like, oh, shit, you know what? Damn, that did come out this year, too. But it's one of the best albums of that year. So we're going to go back to October 29th, 1996 and go to the debut solo album of Wu-Tang member Ghostface Killer, his debut Iron Man, released on October 29th, 1996 on Epic and Razor Sharp Records, runtime of 64 minutes and 48 seconds, produced, of course, you know, by the RZA, but also executive produced by Mitchell Diggs, Oliver Grant, Ghostface Killer himself, and also True Master on this album 17 tracks 17 really full tracks with a few uh very short tracks that not really any interludes or anything on this the interludes you hear normally at the beginning of a lot of the tracks here on iron man but this was an album that actually did pretty well it peaked on the billboard 200 chart at number two and is certified platinum and this was one of the one of the latest actual debuts by woo members that you know released right after they released uh 36 Chambers in 1993, and it was, uh, you know, the one after Ghost having t- featured heavily on Raekwon's The Purple Tape, a.k.a. only built for Cuban links, had his uh, chance to get his solo album put into the mix. Now, a couple of things to talk about with Iron Man. Just as he featured on Only Built for Cuban Links, Raekwon features heavily on this one as well. As a matter of fact, as you look on the cover of Iron Man, you'll see that it says Ghostface Killer featuring Raekwon and Capadonna. And all three of them appear on the 
album cover. Raekwon was on a good number of the tracks. Actually, he's on 13 of the 17 tracks, and he has a solo track on here with Faster Blade, and then Capadonna also appears on five tracks. There's also guest appearances on here as well by Method Man, Inspector Deck, You God, RZA, and also Master Killer. And then, of course, a appearance that you probably wouldn't have put on there with Mary J. Blige as far as putting them together. But she featured on that All That I Got Is You. And then there's another guest appearance by the Force MDs on Soul Controller. Iron Man, 64 minutes, 48 seconds. Lots of samples on here as well. There was um, obviously RZA doing his thing on the production side of this. And yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it now, guys. Iron Man by Ghostface, his debut album. Really, the start of a discography that I like to call, out of all the Wu members, I would say is probably the most complete discography in regards to the quality of the albums that he's put out. I'll go ahead and get it to go to you all. And I guess I'll start with you, Jay, in regards to this album when it came out, what you thought about it, and then what you thought about it in the years since then, considering what Ghostface has done since he put out that first album and then followed up with a few more. Right, right, true. So, yeah, take it back to 1996. I was, I I just started 10th grade. This is like in the middle of like that whole, I don't, I don't know if you say woo renaissance, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of followed up from like what Raekwon off on the Cuban links. So then it's like Ghost Ghostface was like the front man. I mean, of course, his, his album with Raekwon and Capadonna on there, but you know, I, I went in expecting greatness and I feel like I got greatness even back then. Like, you know what I'm saying? The songs, like the samples and like it kind of leads on into now, even like not so much like the song samples, but like some of the vocal samples like that he would play from movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. I thought they were dope for the time, but as I got older, I appreciated them more, knowing where they actually came from. Yeah. So fast forward up to now, I mean, like, you know, it's it's definitely like age like fine wine to me. So, mm-hmm. and actually, I mean, actually looking at the cover right now, as far as like the Iron Man journey, like, it just makes me think back, like, how about like how much Ghostface maybe went Wallabies back then, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and then I remember being mad back then because like. You know what I'm saying? They were actually pretty, I don't want to say cheap, but they weren't, they weren't like arm and a leg. But then he started mentioning them, like, then all of a sudden he jacked up the price, like, yeah, $200. I'm like, man, fuck, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> almost like, almost like the Adidas effect of Run DMC had, he mm-hmm. just did that with Wallaby. So, yeah, that was a, he's a frequently mentions them joints in his rhymes, man. Mm-hmm. That's right. crazy. Did he? <laughs> did he? <laughs> the other crazy thing is, Bama thought you was Bama, uh, Bama if you had them Jones. Yeah, they did. <laughs> For a quick second, for a quick second, Bama's were thinking that you were Bama if you had Wallabies on. Yeah, but it became fashionable after some years, though. You know what I mean? And while some circles they became fashionable, and then now you see it's a craze now because the Clarks have become a big thing. One because of Jamaica, but then also inside of Great Britain, you know, in England they they are very popular there as well, partially because of the Caribbean community, but. Yeah, but nah, man. And also the Wu also had a line of Wallabies too, man. It was <laughs> it was just crazy how that whole thing came together. But Damo, see, yeah, I don't know, Damo, so we'll go to you. So I don't know if you was, I don't know, well, I know for the most part you may have not been on and on onto this joint when it came out. But, you know, you get older, you go more into, into some other stuff, Wu joints. But, you know, the first time you listen to it, let me know what you think about it. And then, of course, since then, considering all the stuff that Ghostface has done, what you think about it still? Well, if y'all followed us on here for the last two years, y'all know I really wasn't allowed to listen to rap. <laughs> I, matter of fact, 96 is the year where I started just really sneaking in and getting in the, going to the record store by myself grabbing rap jones. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with you, this was my, when you sent it to me. It was the first time I listened to this album. Okay. 
like I heard the Mary J jam on the radio, and you know they had the video on the box, on the box. That mm-hmm. don't stay. That video stayed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but album wise, I ain't know nothing about it. I was like, "Dang!" So when you said, "I said, I, heard, I said, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I never listened to it." Yeah. So I listened to it. It was my first. This week was the first time I listened to that job. I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been missing out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you so, missing out for twenty five so, so years. Have, so I had virgin ears on this album. I'm like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. And then you know, I'm start thinking about where I'm at now and how I listen to music. Like, oh, this show is, yeah. yeah, okay, I can listen to this show. Yeah, you know, it ain't like how some older Jones where you be like, uh, like our first year that Prince Paul Jones. I was like, yo, it took me forever to get through that Jones. Took yeah. me like all week. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear but you. But then I was like, I was like, all right. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. But then I was like, but then I was somewhat confused. I was like, well, is this Ghostface mm-hmm. solo joint or this a collab album or yeah. duet album? I yeah. was like, oh, is and I was like, was it a, a triple? Like, but Cabadonna really wasn't on it that much. Yeah. And he ain't really saying that memorable for real. Mm, but well. Uh, well, there's one track in particular. We'll get to that one that I think that he that I think to me is still his standout verse on all the shits that he's I done. I think I ever. know which one you. I think I know which you one you're talking about. You I had to look and see. Mm-hmm. I had to go. I had to wow. go look and see. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I was like, all right, this joint is like a duet album. though. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. Nah, he had a couple of memorable joints on here though. Like I said, I'm not really the biggest. I never really was the biggest Capadonna fan. Um, I actually think that he started out well, and like some people, like you start off and then you get better. To me, I kind of think the Capadonna started off well, and then I think as his car- the career went on, I actually think he actually got worse. You know what I'm saying? So, in other that, words, when he went from he should have stayed as Cappuccino rather than go to Capadonna. Capadonna, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now, nah, man, um, so my reaction to this. So I didn't hear this actually in 96. I think I picked this up after Forever came out, which came out in 97. So, like this is like one of the last Wu albums that came out of all the like solo members who were putting out solo albums. This was like the last one. You know, you had like Takao, you had Only Built for Cuban Links, you had Liquid Swords. And then you had this joint come out and, uh, you know, oh, oh, dirty. Yeah. No dirty. Of course, return to 36 chambers. But then this was like the last one. I think the last major project that came out before forever came out, which was a huge, huge, huge album. And considering it was a double disc. And so when I listened to this joint, one, I was kind of struck by a couple of things back then. One about how Ghostface one, I just always, always kind of liked his voice. Because he always had like a really ill rapping voice and the variation in the type of in his voices and inflections always kind of appealed to me. But then it was like, yo, he actually killed it on a lot of these verses. Another thing was also like how much Raekwon was on this. And then Raekwon to me, I know I might sound it just might sound surprising to some of you all. I actually think to me, I thought that Raekwon actually was probably better on in spots on this than he was on the only built for Cuban links. Not overall. But I think in spots on some songs, Ray was really, I think, almost on like he was on like that God level MC. Like, he, I mean, he was like that on Only Built for Cuban Links. But on this joint, I felt like he was focused. Like it was almost like, yo, my man killed it on my shit. Let me go ahead and kill it on his shit like he did for mine. You know, like consider the favor returned. So but then the guest spots on here, I lo- loved them as well. Method Man, of course, like 
to me, you know, he was sort of stepping into that next level, you know, heading into forever, had a really a couple of good entries on this. Um, I was surprised um, because of what I'd heard earlier from you, God. I didn't really like what I heard, but I heard I liked what I did hear from him on this. And um, I'm not even going to get into Master Killer. I mean, come on, like, dog, it's, you know, I already told y'all plenty of times we've reviewed Wu albums in the past when he's been on joints before. I felt like he could have been left off the albums altogether. You know, I'm still kind of mad that it's he was the last person to be on woo and it wasn't killer priest so you know but we'll 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 leave that <laughs> we'll leave that behind but even listening to it since then as i always you know i've stated that i thought the ghostface had has the best catalog out of any woo solo rapper better than method man yes even better than raekwon you know better than jizza because i feel like he has multiple hits like he has multiple albums you could actually consider classics so going back and listening to this I always like to compare because I compare like what happened with this and then also four years later when he did Supreme Clientele. So it's always when you see the evolution of an artist from one album to the next, it's uh, always interesting to me to be able to see what that evolution looked like or where it started at. So, you know, ill album, great production by the RZA. RZA did his thing on this. I felt like he was in the zone from like all the way from like 93 up until like after forever. And then it seemed like he kind of, you know, because of the whole thing that happened with the flood and then also uh, stuff happened and he kind of, you know, dropped off a little bit, but then picked back up again for a brief period in the 2000s. But yeah, man, but great, great project, though. Great project and really, really easy to listen to. Like you said, Damo, it's not something that you could sort of you listen and then put down and be like, all right, I need to listen to this joint tomorrow. Man, I can't listen to this joint no more. So now we're going to get into highlights. So highlights, man, let me know what y'all think. The highlights on this album, when you listen to it, man, any lowlights if you have them as well. So I'll go ahead and start with you, Damo. What were your highlights and lowlights if you have them? Um, of course, the highlight is your all that I got is you. I like the Black Jesus until you guy got on there. <laughs> Damo's like you got like the way I am with Master Killer. <laughs> we man. already know. Yeah. Uh, the Faster Blade. Oh, that's my shit. Mm -hmm. That's my shit. The Faster Blade. Um, yeah. I like the Assassination Day. Oh, boxing hand. Boxing hand with meth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. After the smoke is cleared. Yeah, I like. I like. I'm, I'm, it's really. It ain't really. Too many low lights on me is just whenever somebody might jump on it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why you got him on it? <laughs> yeah. And that's the only low life to me, but, like, the album to me, it flows through. Mm -hmm. so, so it really, I really didn't skip nothing, listen to it, and that's even, you know, it's been 25 years old. I didn't go, uh, click, mm -hmm. uh. The skits came in on time. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think we said on, I think we said on the episode of Raw Sex, you know, come over here, listen to something that's thought-provoking yeah. and get some knowledge. Hey, write the skits is knowledge base for real. Like, oh, mm -hmm. all right. oh yeah, you listen. So everything just flowed through. You know, they did their thing, production, and you know, setting up the album. So to me, ain't really no low lights. Just that you know, guess spot. I might be like, take that nigga out. Yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 funny you were talking about the skits. They're even educational because you got the dialogue stuff. Like you was also talking about Jay, the vocal samples, the vocal cuts from these like movies and stuff. So you had in the first track, Iron Maiden, there's the dialogue, you know, cut from the education of Sonny Carson. Wildflower, you got JD's Revenge. 
you know? Um, Shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you got like these vocal cuts or whatever, and they all kind of cut, kind of, you know, tie in with the song that is that you're talking about. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, they used a lot of dialogue from the education of Sonny Carson. That's interesting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, very, very interesting. So, Jay, your highlights, man, and any lowlights if you have them as well. Yeah, like Don was saying, like, all that I got is you. I mean, of course, like, you know what I'm saying, that Sonny Carson journey, like, cause that was just like a, a, such a deep part in the movie, too. So, like, he was like, damn, the bass must be running out of niggas to arrest. Like, mm-hmm. and then it just flows into, like, that, um, I don't know if it was a Jackson 5 sample or a Michael Jackson sample, but that song they got it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just the emotion behind it, which, like, goes back to the whole Post Malone thing, kind of pisses me off. He says, you want to feel something, don't listen to hip hop. Like, motherfucker, have you heard this? Like, yeah. Right. Among others. Among others, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking Post Malone. Right. Culture vulture. <laughs> right. Said exactly. it on many occasions. On many occasions, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Motherless child. Like, mm. I just love how that drink came in. And then, well, from a cypher standpoint, like, I've heard people like straight body that beat. But I mean, as far as Ghostface and Ray Kwan are concerned, I mean, that drink, mm-hmm. a masterpiece to me. Mm-hmm. Daytona 500. Yes. Just because the video was so crazy to me. Like that speed mm-hmm. racer joint. Speed racer like, joint. Yeah. Like, I remember I first saw the joint. It, like, it was like, oh, how the hell they do that? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I would have never thought to do some shit like that. Um, yeah. Came. Yeah, Came. Assassination bro. Day. Yeah, Wildflower, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I said Box of Hand, but Box of Hand. Mm-hmm. And as far as low points, I would have to go Black Jesus. And I'm not even sure if that's because you guys on there, but I don't, I don't know if it's coincidence. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's the only reason why, Jay. Yeah. That's the reason why. Because I'm like, yo, I God, love this man. joke. But then I'd be like, damn, what the fuck? I'm like, yo. And I don't I, I don't know where you at on uh, Wu-Tang Jones, the show on Hulu, but it be making sense. He even, I don't even like him on the show. Yeah, I'm up on it, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's cold, man. That's cold. Nah, but check this out though. Like, um, a contrast, like, uh, be as far as like assassination day. I, th- I mean, Master Killer. I thought he was decent on there. Like, he didn't fuck up the track for me, but I was able to tolerate him on assassination day as far as Master Killer. So I don't know. I guess I kind of balance out on that one in, mm-hmm. in, in this regard. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely. Could, I mean, but it's, I'm not going to toss assassination day in the garbage. That's just a big hell no. So. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Black Jesus on it. I, I was like really wrestling back and forth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is it because of you guys? Is it not because of you guys? But it's because of, it's because of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are wild, man. Y'all be killing this dude, man. Y'all kill you guys. I try not to. Yeah, I feel you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that he was somebody that I, I think he got better after. I think he was better probably 
forever and afterwards. You know what I mean? I felt like he was, got a little bit better than me. That's just me, though. <laughs> to speak as well, what you talked about, Jay, that sample from All That I Got Is You by the Jackson 5 is maybe tomorrow. So that's oh, what you yeah. were thinking about, man. They, they sampled the Jackson 5 a couple of times on this. And Michael Jackson himself. Never Can't Say Goodbye by the Jackson 5. And then also Michael Jackson, The Lady in My Life on Daytona 500, as well as Nautilus by Bob James. You know, shout out to Bob James as well. That's, you know? that's, a, that's yeah. the eternal sample right yeah, there, bro. Exactly. Yes, yes. And I was going to say, like, on Box of Hand, I'm not sure, like, I don't know, like, because, I mean, I know it was Michael Jackson singing there, but, I mean, I think, wasn't that the Force MDs that was singing that? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I believe they were. Um, yeah, yeah. and that's the other thing. I like how they bridged that gap between. I mean, like, because I mean, of course, you think Staten Island hip hop, you think about Woo, but Force some D's were putting it down for Staten Island based on the R and B tip back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, you're right, definitely. Well, the Force some D's were also featured on the Soul Controller too. Mm-hmm. So and that was with uh, with uh, that was the second to last track on the album. But yeah, man. Um, so my highlights uh, off the break, definitely hearing Iron Maiden and then the, the that vocal sample and that cut from the education of Sonny Carson, I think kind of set the whole album off. You know what I mean, Wildflower was was really, really crazy because you hear Ghostface <laughs> spazzing off this joint with the with the joint he was talking about and, and, you know, what he did to her sexually and everything else like that. That was crazy. I got to agree with you, Damo, with Faster Blade, Raekwon going off that joint, you know, for two minutes, just you just blacking out, doing what it is that he do. Assassination Day is crazy because the way that beat starts out and then that beat switch up, right, like maybe 24 to 30 seconds in to start the whole joint. I thought everybody did a great job on this, but then it's just like, Jay, man, I mean, that's the killer. I mean, to me, the reason why I don't like him as much, because I feel like he struggles with the beat sometimes. Like, it's almost like his flow. Like, you just can't stay on beat the whole verse. Like, dog, it's only eight bars. Like, it's only just 16 bars is all I need you to stay on. It's like when back in the day you used to cipher and niggas used to rhyme on beat. Everybody heads would be nodding. That one nigga come in and start rhyming, and all of a sudden niggas head stop nodding. Like, that's what he reminds me of. He's that nigga in the cypher that takes the rhythm out of the cypher and niggas' just heads just stop nodding and start looking away and shit. You know so, what I mean? So, so, right, so, so I, I guess, the, I mean, not to jump around, but, like, I mean, I guess I guess you could say the same. He did the same thing on Triumph then. Yes. Well, Triumph, I didn't think it was as bad. I felt mm. as though he stayed mostly on beat, and I think it was the beat sort of helped him out as well. You know what I mean? It wasn't as bad. I mean, there were, to me, two people that had some subpar versus on that joint and his was subpar but it wasn't as bad somebody the other person had a subpar verse on triumph to me was capadonna but that's you know that's just me though so anyway no that's me too yes yeah, so <laughs> 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 the joint winter wars man like god goodness to me i thought everybody killed it on this joint even master killer i didn't think was that bad but then capadonna getting on that joint the last like two minutes and just going you know what I'm saying? That to me, even to this day, I still say, to this day, in my Deontay Wilder way, it's still Capadonna's <laughs> best verse. I mean, to the, I haven't heard better from him. But this whole Winter Wars joint now is a legendary track. Everybody on the me, everybody on this joint to me, I think, killed it and held their own. Fish, I think, was another good joint. Um, Kame is just a joint, man. That's like when you talk about like hip hop love songs or, you know, like you rapping to a shorty is a very, very underrated track that a lot of people is not a track that people will pull up is that with, you know, you're all I need and, you know, Renee or anything else. This is kind of to me is almost right up there with it because Ray Ghost and Capadonna were all in there talking their shit on this, man. So 
Um, definitely a good song. Uh, Daytona 500. I mean, shh, beat is crazy. Ray Capadonna doing that thing. Ghost definitely doing his thing. And the thing that I remember, like you said, Jay, that music video with right. the Speed Racer joint and them basically using the words and them syncing up their words when their mouth was moving <laughs> and everything. I was like, yo, this shit is ill. Like, they came up with a wild ass idea for this video. The Motherless Child joint, crazy. Um, what I remember from this, y'all, is that, yo, the first time I heard this wasn't even necessarily on Iron Man. It was on the Sunset Park right. soundtrack. You know what I mean? So this was the first time I heard it. I heard it earlier on that year, and I thought it was a crazy-ass song. All That I Got Is You as well. Really, really emotional song. That sample, though, man, um, just kind of just, you know, you listen to it. And knowing and understanding, a part of the thing that ties in with the show as well, you see exactly how bad, like, you know, Ghost had it coming up. You know, two brothers mm-hmm. had muscular dystrophy, his mother, you know, all the problems and stuff that they had and all the shit he had to go through. And it's just like, well, damn, you know, the show helps us to sort of visualize what it was that he was going through then. And it's the things he was talking about, you know, with his mother. And and um, it's just a really, like I said, really, really emotional song. And then the last two, Soul Controller and Marvel, are obviously cool. Um, I thought Soul Controller was a little long, but... I get it for low lights. I mean, obviously they're in spots, some spots you God. Yes. But then master killer overall, I believe he's a low light (laughs) black Jesus. I have to agree with y'all there. I don't think I was feeling that as much, especially though, when you get through that, you know, from that run from winter wars all the way down to motherless child. And then this joint sort of comes in. It didn't really, I think meet the standard of the rest of the other tracks. You know what I mean? I'm almost feel like they could have even left that one off, but Overall, man, just really dopeness throughout 64 minutes. And, you know, the production on this, the samples on this, the the dialogue they took from the movies, including, you know, the joint from Poisonous Darts came from the Mystery of Chess Box. And you can always count on Woo to bring in a nice little, you know, uh, martial arts movie reference into. It was really a, a work, you know, good work. You could definitely tell that everybody was in the making of this album sort of was locked in, including Reza. So now we're going to get to notable quotables. So we'll go ahead and see what notable quotables y'all have. So, Jay, you got something for us in regards to notable quotables? Actually, it would be on Assassination Day and, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And actually, I got it, and no surprise, I got to go with, like, Inspector Dex verse. Like, how he always comes mm-hmm. out just, like, swinging, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I move through the third world, my third eye, my got my guiding light, invite to fight. We all die tonight. The life I live, the 25 life bid. Mm-hmm. Parole reading, I stroll to grow fugitive. Creamy short, sea cipher, papa stalk, plus the fiend talk. Three G's to cost the Supreme Court. White lies and blackmail land me back in jail. We're all for sale of stolen gold, but it fell. Mm-hmm. Straight on the front line. I shine to the dumb and blind. It comes back, I take back what was once mine. Like Yeah. He just came Dang. out just blasting young like, Yeah. Yeah. And Dang. then um Yeah. <laughs> Dang, and then like man. when I <laughs> I mean, what can you say? You can't go wrong by putting them first. Yeah, you can't go wrong putting deck first on the ver- on the song, man. You're right. Yeah. And then, and then I'm not. I mean, honestly, I'll just say what Jenny just quoted from Ghostface. I'm saying the like his whole verse on the Wildflies, and he's like spazzing out on Shorty, like. Yeah. <laughs> like and of course, like the JD's Revenge, um, mm-hmm. um, that sample at first, but like you know, what I'm saying I ain't. I was. I'm individual bars I mean like everything like yeah. just can't wait to kidnap the bait of my sperm where you at whole pink house you put in my perm like yeah. and yeah. like and I, I'm thinking I'm thinking Rizzo might like took some of that energy and used it to make the journey domestic violence because it kind of like it gives me that same energy mm-hmm. like on, on um, Bobby Digital so yeah yeah you're right um, yeah you're absolutely right you are absolutely right yeah you know I think, Visa, I, I think he put more venom in that journey for um, domestic violence but um 
yeah. of the joint. Um, of course, all that I got is you. Like, just the fact Ghostface got so emotional with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just like every, just the way the beat sounded. Like, hey, just like whoever thought I have a baby girl and three sons, and then like, mm-hmm. how we sleep two at the foot, two at the head. I didn't like the stupid John Johnny Pete the Beast. Pete the Bad. Yeah. Plucking roaches out the cereal box. I'm like, damn, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was tough, then, man. Like, I mean, make sure they money hard times you went through, how you pulled through it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate to call it like the typical black man story, but mm-hmm. I think that damn they're like almost on one level, not like you know what I'm saying, we've all had to endure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this really like, you know what I'm saying, it's like transcended like throughout, you know what I'm saying, throughout our culture as far as like that. So mm-hmm. for him like to you know what I'm saying, like pretty much like encapsulate all that and put in this song, I mean, really the whole the whole joint was a quotable, even down to Mary J's riffs at the end. So Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, Papa Wu's show. And Papa Wu at the end. God rest his soul. God rest Papa Wu's soul, man. Yeah. Yeah. God, man. You're right. There's a lot of quotables on this joint, though, man, when you listen to it. Um, Damo, what about you? Notable quotable. Boxing hand, Method Man. Okay. Rest your headpiece on this one, son. Cough up a lung. Sleeping on my murderous type ones. I'll get you done. I'm looking at these cutthroat kids and how they live. It's like we was partners in spades and you reneged. Can't fuck with no nigga like that. He got me jacked or sent back. Me and a whole life fade to black. Whole seven and a half and up. Right and roll tight. Fool me once but can't fool me twice. I'm 25 to life on this mic device. I'm nothing nice. A mixture of long wild rice and old spice. Inflicted rabbit. Addicted track. Got stick it. Flip it. Daddy long dick it. <laughs> 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 yeah, good old good old math, man. Good old math. Good old math. He always kills it. I mean, he was killing on his own joints, but when he does a guest spot, man, on anybody Wu joint, he definitely kills it every time still, he stepped on somebody joint, still. man. Still, he's still killing it now to this still. day. Yeah, man. He was on Conway John, killed on that John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely killed on that joint though, man. He knew because. I kind of feel like when you get on a joint, you want to you want a track that you know with somebody who could spit. You raise your game up another level because you don't want to get obliterated. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. indeed, my quotable. I actually have two that I wanted to point to, but the one was uh, Raekwon during Assassination Day. You know, and he comes out and he says, you know, first of all, before we move on, it's just like Yukon, Don spread it out like great poupon, splurging, merging in the suburbs, using it's just like an adverb. Action word, flowing like a blackbird. God came in, aiming like Terry Bradshaw. He bit the crash ball. Stay relaxed, God. This shit is smash ball. You handle this shit just like algebra. You were folks, bottom like Gallagher. Hold on like bulletproof accuracy. You so fly. Yeah, right. You want to get me high. Yo, Bobby. You hear I'm shooting. They blew the tops. No, you don't want to play me like your lady. Pay me 380. Spit it on like a baby. Final destination, Haiti. And it's very, very short verse, but tight. Just, just like, just like how Ray Dove, man, he comes in and he spits, and he's accurate whenever he spits. You know what I mean? That was the last high point of that song, and then you get Master Killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm definitely not saying he killed. Him. I, I, yeah. I mean, it may be, I mean, I guess like everything it made me, it made me tolerate him on that journey mm-hmm. rather than say, True. "Oh, he killed this shit." So yeah, exactly. So, and another one uh, is on Kame. Take Ghost's ver- Ghost verse. And he's like, you know, what's happening, brown sugar? See, you say you look so good today. Ankle bracelet capped around your leg. Here, have a seat. Complimentary drinks is on me. Bartender, Chevalier, Chateau, a table three. Luxurious rings, eye sparkling. What's your name, sugar? Juanita Cash Hawkins. Your complimentary gives a reflection of sometimes a black woman. This needs to be love. Quiet and shy, baby girl. My gift got you high. 
made you want to hit me with the keys to that file. Just joking, baby. I have a sharp sense of humor. I wish I could have bumped into your frame a lot sooner. What's your physical energy? 31, 33, half Hawaiian with a slight touch of Chinese. See you working at a law firm on Fifth Avenue, three blocks from the Gucci spot. That's where I trapped you. Yo, I'm only to older women with happy living. Love kids and keep all up in this cribbing. Not afraid, no doubt, they need a God on your side. We hold our hands to the death of his part, and then we slide. So just a part of that, though. But like I said, all three of them killed it on this joint. Just that sample, though, that you get, and also that uh, sample from Teddy Pendergrass on the on the hook. <laughs> just really classic, classic hook, man. So who's a who's a better soulful rapper than whenever they put the soul music on, they got to rap over it than Ghost? Uh, you... <sighs> I mean, it's not, it's not because every folks time, out there. like, yeah. that's what I was thinking about when I was saying, man, when they put the soul joint on and ghosts mm-hmm. get on there. Yeah, he kills it. Yeah. Yeah. Even when he's just talking over, like, soulful joints, he be killing shit. You mean, yeah. if you watch his clips, he gets Action Bronson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I, feel like I got in trouble outside my father's door to whoop my ass. He was just talking to him. Right. <laughs> nah, man. You, you right, though, Damo. He is as good as anybody else when it comes to the soulful. Like samples and stuff come up, those beats mm-hmm. with those soulful samples. Ghost is about as good as anybody else over them joints, man. True. He good, man. He's good. That continued throughout this and throughout a couple of other joints that he had, you know, mm-hmm. not just on this, but on Supreme Clientele, on Bulletproof yeah. Wallets, on Fish Scale, you know. You keep he always going to give it. you one real soulful joint on mm-hmm. there, and that's what I noticed. Like, he always going to give there's a lot of soul on the, on the albums, but he going to give you one that's real soulful. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, he going to go in on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One thing I think that's good about Ghost is that, but then also I think we talk about rappers, that story, they, they, their storytelling ability. I think Ghost is just about as good as a lot of folks out there, man. Him telling story stories on raps man it is just it's really really underrated because i think some people kind of look at his style sometimes and they say stream of consciousness but when you see him telling a story about something you know he really gets into it and it's not like you know not like Nas or not like scarface or not like dmx or biggie he has his own style with the way that he tells stories and if you follow behind it it's like yo that's really cleverly done you know very very clever cleverly done man so there we go so now we get to the end of it fellas we get to the test the test of time to see what kind of classic we think it is do we think that it's a certified classic borderline classic a classic just in its time not a classic at all seven to ten obviously seven you don't feel as strongly about it ten you feel as strongly about it so iron man what do we say about this debut album from ghostface i'll go ahead and i'll start with you uh damo what about you man what do you say about iron man certified classic Mm -hmm. i go nine for ten okay Jay, you? Yeah, I got to agree. Certified Classic, 9 for 10. Okay. I'm going to say Certified Classic, and I'm going to go 9 for 10 as well. So another one where we agree. It's not often, but another one where we agree. So here's the real question. Between this and Supreme Clientele, what do you prefer? Mm. That's a good question. Mm. And we've reviewed both of these on the vault, too, so... It's it's. I thought it was an interesting question to close this out today. <laughs> you ain't shit. I know. I know. I ain't. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Good one, man. Like. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna go Supreme Clientele. Okay. Actually, yeah. you know what? Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking about elements of Supreme Clientele that I love, so I gotta go. Not taking anything away from this, but yeah, Supreme Clientele, like. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, especially like just just think about that the beat for Stroke of Death alone like makes me just like yeah aggravated, but makes me just want like Dang, how did you do this shit? Yeah, exactly. And to this day, I still maintain that um, and surprisingly enough, this is a standard moment for you guys. I still maintain that his verses are a, a diss. So mm-hmm. on mm. Shay Shay Lagos, Shay Shay Lagos, yeah, of course, yeah, nah, definitely. <laughs> I, I still think that's a diss, a diss, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say Supreme Clientele as well. And when I did the review for Supreme Clientele last year, I said that to me, it was arguably, and again, I said arguably, it's probably the second best Wu solo release that came out. And that sounds crazy to say that, right? Because you're like, oh, a second best? So yeah, I mean, obviously the number one to me is always going to be only built for Cuban links. It's going to be Purple Tape. That's the best Wu solo release that ever came out. To me, I think this is number two. I think Ghost is the only Wu rapper that has two in the top five of Wu solo releases ever. I think this and Supreme Clientele are in the top five, and I think Supreme Clientele is number two. Number three, I'd have to put right behind it, i have to put Liquid Swords and then this joint. So I would say Supreme Clientele, and to me, that is arguably an album that you could probably put in the top 20 to 30 rap albums of all time. It was that good. And this joint is great. I mean, it's, it's to me, a very focused album. I think everybody who contributed on this did their thing. RZA, I think, was locked in. I, he did most of the tracks on here. So I would just say that, um, you know, they, they, all, they all did their thing on this. And I'll, to put between this and Supreme Clientele, I think Supreme Clientele is better, but only by a little bit. So let's say if we're going to say that they're both certified classics and 9 out of 10, I would say this is a 9 out of 10, while Supreme Clientele is a 10 out of 10. But it's not a very, very, it's a razor-thin margin, as they like to say. So there we are, y'all. Certified classic, 9 out of 10 by all three of us for Ghostface, Killers, Iron Man, the debut solo album, 25 years old this week. Make sure y'all go check it out. They're actually planning another vinyl anniversary release for Iron Man. It's going to have some deluxe tracks on it. So for those of y'all vinyl collectors out there, make sure you go cop that. Go check it out. Go listen to it wherever you can listen to music. And let us know what y'all think about it on social media. Y'all know where to reach us. Reach out to us, man. Reach out to us. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure that you check us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the link tree in any one of our bios of our social media pages, you'll find all of our social media pages as well as all of our streaming sources. Again, you can follow the vault on at vault CMR podcast on Instagram at vault classic on Twitter. And also you can search the vault classic music review podcast on YouTube and also Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page, interact with us on social media. Let us know what you think. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at I-V-E-C-R-E-8. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.